podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. Boys are back, and before we get over into our Free Play Friday episode, I do want to shout out our sponsors real quick. Head over to Bet Online, use promo code Armchair for all the best bonuses and welcome enticements in the biz. You have so much college football to gamble on from here on out. From here on out, you have football, whether it be college or NFL, being played on every single day of the week, except for this upcoming Tuesday. After that, literally every single day. So get over to Bet Online. There has never been a better time to join up over there. Also, manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair for 20% off and free shipping on all their great products, including the lawnmower, the weed whacker, and the best boxer briefs in the game. Remember, armchair for your welcome bonus over at Bet Online and for 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped. The boys are back. It's the day before Halloween, and what better way to celebrate than to torture ourselves and talk about some of our own personal horror stories slash nightmares when it comes to the K-State Wildcats. Uh, This is another one a little bit uh, similar to our uh, Free Play Friday All Roads Lead Back to Oklahoma this is probably even less structured than that one. So, again, you know, it's free play Friday. We're going to get a little weird. Let us know how you like this. And if this one gets as, uh, you know, good remarks as the one from Oklahoma, I might have to stop being so anal when it comes to creating outlines. But let's just get into it, Grant. I, there's obvi- obviously for all of these, there's going to be some of the easy answers. But we'll, we'll dig a little bit once we – uh, knock out those easy, uh, you know, quote-unquote nightmares, uh, horror movies, however we want to talk about. But let's first start with football because I think we talked about this with Andrew. In our lifetime, especially in our formative years, going all the way up to our college years, we've had, you know, seemingly one of these almost every other year. So what are some of those games that give you the chills, give you the willies when you wake up in the middle of the night having flashbacks? Well, I think it's time we finally rip the Band-Aid off and talk about the game that <sighs> has been haunting us for three years now. And the hype that I had going into this game um, was honestly, I mean, there weren't really any implications. It was early in the season, but we had high hopes for the season. Um, I mean, Cats were ranked. We were going to a cool place. It was pretty much a game that was all but in the bag. Um, It's Vanderbilt, 2017. Um, I can't think of a game that truly burned me more than this one. Um, In terms of just being 
utterly dejected after leaving. I was shocked. I mean, I was disgusted in <laughs> yet another Bill Snyder disaster class um, that derailed a season that had promise, um, and it was all the same shit. That It checked all the boxes of things that we had been talking about for a handful of years that we were frustrated about. Um, it completely ruined basically a vacation as a mini vacation in, uh, um, so many people or so, I mean, there was 20,000 minimum K-State fans in that stadium. Um, it was fucking awful, <laughs> but the trip, like the trip was fun and it could have been so much better, but I mean, I, it was so fucking embarrassing because they, I think they ended up losing seven straight games. The next week they got yeah. absolutely blitzed by Alabama, like 59 to zero at home. <laughs> so it was, I don't think that I, that has to be number one in my power rankings. I'd be interested to see if you have any others. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're going to go with like, again, like if you, if you get rid of the obvious ones, like again, you know, you're talking, uh, 2012 Baylor, 98 Nebraska, both games versus Oklahoma in 2000, um, 97 Nebraska, some of those like games that could have propelled you into like national title type stuff. That has to be the number one game, at least for us. I, I think going there has something to do with it. I think losing a r rather sizable wager has something to do with it. I think, um, you know, I, I think all of that plays into it. Uh, another one, again, like underrated games. Uh, it was, I, I think it was TCU where we have this massive lead. Like yeah. we're shit. They're top five. What year was that? That was that. Uh, 2015. Yeah. I blacked so, that almost that entire year out to be. Yeah. Honest. So I, I, and it wasn't even just that game. I mean, th there are a handful of games that year that just, make you question everything but that tcu game they're number two in the nation coming into bill snyder family stadium again you're not like the, the season starts off pretty good you know you beat south dakota i was at that utsa game louisiana tech and then you play oklahoma state tough again another game just like a maddening game where you have first off we were there i think that was the first away trip you and i both went to together but you have all the shit that happens, you know, you have, you know, the Cody Cook cult hero game come up short and then you turn around and you're like putting it on TCU in that first half only to have just a massive fucking collapse. And I think it was at that moment where it's like, okay, uh, Bill Snyder's done because before that it was the whole, oh man, they, they never lose games if they're winning at halftime. And again, he kind of bounced back the next year when Jesse Ertz stayed healthy. But I just remember watching that game and in the second half, it was like everything went wrong. It reminded me of that Iowa State game that same year, later in that year, where we had to pull out all the dark arts. We had to pull out all the magic to find a way to win. But in this case, we were fucking Iowa State. I mean, Oh God. Yeah. I, I, that was a fun, like one of the most fun first halves I've ever been a part of. Um, cause I had zero ex expectations going into that game. And I think my, I had some family that you may have met. They were in town. They come into town. Oh yes. Yeah. 
and they were at the game, I think. And I mean, everybody was buzzing at halftime. We were terrible. We knew we were bad, and we thought we were gonna, you know, sneak out with one of the biggest upsets that we've ever had. Probably the biggest upset that we would have had in Manhattan, at least. Um, but I mean, dude, if you look at this whole season as a whole, it counts for me just as like nightmare fuel in and of itself. We go to that Oklahoma State game, which was fun. I mean, that was a that was one of the few times I've actually had fun in Stillwater. You, me, and Matt um, just kind of floating around, trying to figure out what to do. And the game itself was honestly a great game. But there were some weird, spooky things that happened in that game. Remember, like the spot that gave them like an extra fifteen yards, and yeah. somehow they converted a phantom first down. Or Joe something Hubner like that. getting decapitated without a targeting penalty. Very we, spooky. Yeah. We had a possible Cody Cook hero, cult hero game, which he actually did become a cult hero that year. I mean, he made several appearances at quarterback that kind of juiced us. But, I mean, you look at – we lost seven straight bucking games that year. And the TCU game that you had, which was absolute nightmare. And then the worst game of all time in Manhattan, 55-0 the next week against number 19. They were number 19. They weren't even that good that year, Uh, Oklahoma. And then we lose at Texas in, like, one of the worst games I've ever watched, 23-9, uh, to 9, and it was, like, a monsoon. And then, I don't know if you remember this, number two comes back to town. It's Baylor. Oh, yeah. And there was, like, no one there. It's on a Thursday night. Was it on Thursday night? I'm pretty yeah. sure it was on a Thursday it, night. There's, it, like, it, nobody it, there. It was. It's because it was bad weather. It was Thursday night. We're coming off all these because the official attendance says 52,000. But again, it's because they go ticket sales. But tickets were horrible. I left the game relatively early, but then we like try to make a comeback in it. We do. We only lost by seven. Yeah. I mean, there was literally nobody there. And I remember you said you weren't not at this game. No, I I went, but I left early because it was Thursday. I was going back to work. Like, so this is my first year uh, or second year post-college. And I like, I, I didn't take, I took like a half day. So I was like, all right, but I'm not taking Friday off. So I left a little early so I could get back home uh, at a decent hour. And then I just remember listening. I was like, oh man, like, you know, if we would have actually put up a fight in the first half, we might've been able to do this. Well, do you remember, this is one of the few games uh, that before the game, the band did not play the national anthem. There was some sort of small choir and like there was a point where like the whole stadium was singing the national anthem without any music. It was kind of badass. That was the only like cool thing I remember from that game. And then we pull actually then we lose to Texas Tech. Our only loss to them in eight, nine games or so. And it's like a fucking nightmare game. They dropped fifty nine on us. Um, then we pull something out of our ass, win three absolute dog shit games in a row, somehow are bowl eligible. And then it ends on just a horrendous, like, ass-beating in the Liberty Bowl against Arkansas, where the game was never close. So, oh, and I, and I went to that. And I, went, I went to that game versus Arkansas. It was disgusting. Like, the Liberty Bowl, worst stadium I've ever been to. All those Arkansas fans, I absolutely hated that trip. And, and I do think, you know, that entire season truly is – nightmare feel because let's let's be 100 percent honest and again hindsight is always hindsight's always 2020 but that year definitely at least in my head worse than the 2018 season that we didn't even get to go to a bowl game and had a losing record 
I guess we had a losing record and uh, that that's in 2015 as well. But even that, you know, I, I was, I, I, I had that hope. Yes, I had exactly. hope after that because I was like, Bill is finally leaving. Yes. That, <laughs> we're going to make it, a new hire. That's so what it comes happy. down to. That's what it comes down to. Like you at least had, okay, it's over at that point. You're like, okay, well, we are going to suck forever. Granted, oh, again. shit. And remember, 2015, like first play of the game, Jesse tears his ACL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and again, I the whole forgot. the whole season's different if Jesse Ertz doesn't do that. I I, I agree. And here's the thing, and, and Jesse Jesse Ertz then like like we've said bounces back, and as he st- the one year he stayed relatively healthy, he was all right. But no, it's funny because I just pulled up the 2018 season. Did you do you do you remember that we got two preseason media number one votes that season? Oh yeah, from that one. Uh, there was like this the Spanish uh, Texas Longhorn guy, and That's then. Right. The second one never came up. But, again, if you look at that season, again, you have all the hype going into that Mississippi State game. Just get trounced. That was fucking awful. We at least got to meet all our UTSA friends. And then West Virginia just dicked on. Texas just couldn't find a way to win. Baylor, not even close. We somehow bounced back and take care of Oklahoma State pretty handily, but then – just absolutely demolished by OU. Another disappointing close loss to TCU. At that point, it's over. I think. I think after that Texas game, I was I was done. I was like, get rid of Bill. Like I, the only emotion I had when it came to college football wrestling years. Oh my God! I hope this is Bill Snyder's last year. Talk about spooky. Like, ugh. absolutely. Yeah. Let me. I was pretty checked out that entire. I mean, shit. I was checked out. Out after the first game. Um, well, and, you know, and what had sucks to pull is a punt return out so we could squeak by South Dakota. And that was and our was first like, year doing the podcast. It was brutal. Um, yeah, there was really no positives going back to that year. I'm trying to think. I mean, the Baylor game that was disappointing. We should have won that game on the road. I remember Alex Barnes. Oh, just wide open in the end zone. Did he drop it or did he? Was he over? Skyler uh, overthrew him. I'm yeah. It I was awful. But, but then Bill turned around and because Zuber had muffed a punt to start the game, and Bill Snyder tried to turn around, and blame it all on Zuber. I so it's like, that. Oh. so that sucks. <laughs> that that entire season also bad. Um, what are some other like maybe under the radar games? Like I said, we everyone talks about the games that probably cost us shots at national I mean, titles. Games that I still a game I still think about. Um, and we've actually done a feature worst games on this is Auburn 2014. Mm. Um, it's a game that, I mean, we ev- we did everything wrong to lose the game. I mean, it had it was the first year of the college football playoff. It had legitimate college football playoff implications. Um, it was on a Thursday night. It's probably the loudest, like legitimately start to finish atmosphere that I've seen at Bill at the Bill since probably USC. I mean, every play was like as loud as third and short. It was awesome. And uh, Jack, our boy misses three pretty much gimme. Uh, well, one of them was tough, but he misses, misses three field goals. Our best wide receiver in the history, in school history, who is absolutely tearing up the NFL right now, a guy that never drops passes, drops a fucking 
wide open touchdown pass and it goes into the hands of the Auburn defensive back. And we just, we couldn't get over the hump the entire game. And that was basically the story of that entire year. We couldn't beat great teams. And I still think about that game all the time, how much fun that would have been had we won that game. The hype, we would have been, I mean, we could have, who knows? Who knows what could have built off of that. We might've been eight no going into TCU ranked top five I mean, we would have been top five. We were already seventh. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, you, you win that game, uh, you're probably getting votes to be number one in the country going into that TCU game. Yeah. I mean, that game left me feeling just absolutely fucking enraged. Um, <laughs> it just made me feel like this is the life of a K-State fan. Like, we are always shooting ourselves in the foot, maybe one out of 100 games in these big games shit works out for us but we cannot get out of our own way and that's one that i think about all the time and it still makes me a little bit sick to my stomach even though it didn't have massive implications at the end of the, at the end of the day but it was a very fun non-con game that just had like insanely electric buildup for weeks and weeks and ugh, we just <laughs> laid a fat turd on the field yeah so another one that uh I, I think about probably – I'm probably one of the few people who think about this game. 2016 versus Oklahoma State, they're ranked 22nd oh in the nation. I think about that one too. They they score, what, 15 points in the last like nine four, minutes. Like nine minutes. And if we still, it, but we still get the ball with like two minutes and we're driving. We're, we're actually kind of making a very un-K-State-like, you know, last-second stitch trying to get into the end zone to win that game. And we, we don't, but again, it's another, holy crap, like we just blew this two possession or this, this you know, fourth quarter lead. So I think and, we were up by nine with like six minutes to go with the ball and we didn't go yeah. for it on fourth and one on like the 50. And then it, we the lead melted in like fucking two minutes. Yeah, it, it, it was just, it, it was bad. It was just not a good time. It was not very cash money of them. Um, just losing that game. That one is another one that bugs me. Same um, in same vein in that year, West Virginia. Oh my god! And I was at that game. I fucking was at West Virginia. And again, it, it comes down to it. it I mean, because that was what that was. Cam Telly, correct? And he another another dude also that's tearing it up or tore it up last week in the NFL. Dropped an absolutely wide oh. open pass in the end zone. Mr. Byron Pringle. And I was just like, I'm fucking done with Pringle. I'm done. <laughs> I know, he had like, so many drops in the first few games. And I was like, what is wrong with this guy? And, we, and he we're, turns out to be a baller. We were up 16-3 to three in the fourth quarter. And that is off of three field goals. And, of course, we no, it was Matt McCrane. Matt McCrane misses the game winner. And it was a tough one. I don't hold it against him. But it's just like, oh, my gosh. And I was at that game. Like, I that game just – it just made me sick. And then That's I tried, what started oh. the West Virginia curse. That is. If we win that, we'd probably still be undefeated against them. I don't actually think so. But Now we have to break the curse. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So, in the same vein of that, what are some, like, are there any individual players that still haunt you? The first one that comes to me is fucking Martinez from Nebraska. Final game that we ever play against them. When I close my eyes, I still see him running for, like, 300 yards, running the option. Uh, my freshman year, I'm in the front row of the student section, just fucking depressed. That well, was, oh fuck! I mean, that's I mean, is that, that is that's top like, tier nightmare game. I, I feel like 
I, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think it's because we just got blown out as the last one. But I just, I, I think that if I think of individual performances that just literally terrorized K-State, that's the first one that comes to my mind. That one was terrible. Um, I think of just like Jake Sharp and Todd Racing as a pair because they beat the shit out of us for three straight years. We finally got one over on them um, when Racing was a senior. But uh, how about John Randall? Oh, 2004. My that's God. a nightmare game and a nightmare player who was he like, had a nightmare I mean, season, a nightmare season. Um, I mean, that was, you know, as a child, we were what? 12. Yeah. 11 13. Um, 13. I think we were in middle school and we finally lose to KU. And I remember feeling like my world was crashing down because it was just oh. like, no, we don't lose to KU, especially in football, because that's fucking what we have over them. And, you know, my next door neighbor was a huge KU fan and we kind of were friends. We would hang out all the time and, you know, play football, some sandlot football all the time. And I just had to deal with that for, ugh, honestly, for the next five, we beat them in 2005, but the next four years, it was just like, Jesus Christ, we suck. Nothing was going good for K-State sports back then. Um, 2004 to like 2006, those were absolute nightmare years. But uh, John Randall, yeah, I mean, he, and I think he ran for like 200 yards or something that game. Yeah, it, that was just, just um, disgusting. Martinez is a good one. I'm trying to think. There's got to be – I mean, fuck. Sir Parker. Yeah, I, I didn't want to bring that one up, but Sir, Sir Parker's definitely in there. Um, um, what's his name? DeAnthony Thomas. Oh God, yes, that opening kickoff that first. Fucking opening. <laughs> that's another nightmare game. I got kicked uh, out of that game. Uh, I know. I saw you. I watched you get kicked out of that game. I didn't do anything, and my sister got kicked out too. That we were supposed to do a show on this game, actually. Yes. And I mean, my sister was like blacked out <laughs> and she got kicked out of the game. And I thought, all right, well, I guess I'll have to get kicked out too. So I, there was kind of a, a butch looking, very mean um, lady security guard. And I think I made, a, made fun of her haircut to get kicked out. So uh, that was a terrible fucking time. I mean, from literally the very first play, we're down 6-0. Just awful. Yeah, and then uh, so again that that same season, the ultimate nightmare game. Again, we're not going to go too in depth about it because everyone knows that Baylor game. But of all the people, like if you look at that Baylor team that beat us, like they've had some good core quarterbacks. But it's fucking Nick Florence. He throws two touchdowns, and we even got two picks in that game. But Colin Klein, three interceptions, so he himself kind of was a nightmare that game. But then some dude named Lee Shack Seastruck. 185 yards rushing. He took one 80 yards. That's a key and peel name for sure. Oh my gosh. It's just like, who is this motherfucker and why is he terrorizing us? I just, oh, I'm trying God. to think. Just, I, I mean, I got to tell you, I don't remember anything about that game. Not a single fucking play. I, I remember, I remember far too much of it. I just, I remember Klein throwing a pick at like the end of the half while we were trying to come back and we were down like 21. And I was just like, please no please come back and it just never happened nope it never never did i mean we're it was 28 17 at halftime again not insurmountable but then they just put 24 on us in the third quarter and uh just 
just what disgusting. about i mean i haven't traveled too much but what about venue you've probably traveled more venues oh. that you absolutely yeah know when you go there it's going to be a nightmare no, outside but, of like Allen Fieldhouse, where we lose ninety-eight percent of the games. Yeah, I mean Allen Fieldhouse is the one. Um, I mean, I guess I haven't seen us win in Stillwater. Um, I'm o for I one. I hate Stillwater. Yeah, I'm o for so one much. in Waco. Um, although I, I did see the two basketball. I've seen us beat them in basketball twice in Stillwater, which is nice. But um, yeah, I guess I I, I was I mean, there that night. I mean, I, I'm undefeated seeing us uh, play Iowa State in, uh, in Iowa State for football. Um, but just if you talk about just nightmare like venues, like Vanderbilt and uh, the Liberty Bowl, just impossible to get to and from. Just disgusting stadiums and setups. So. Dog shit stadiums. Also, I mean, as much money that they fucking poured into T-Boone, they have the absolute worst, like – uh, media performers, whatever the fuck. I never know what's going on in that game. It's like, oh, unless PA, you're, you mean? the PA is awful, um, absolutely awful. And like the actual video board last time we were there was just like, oh, just trash. Everything was wrong. It, ugh, I fucking hate Stillwater. And yeah. I think it's a dog shit stadium too. It's very no, boring. It, yeah, it's, it's quiet. I don't like it. It sucks. No, Stillwater it, as a town is also where anything fun or cool goes to die it's just terrible uh their brewery is nice i have and that's the one positive whataburger's bullshit there's just no like charm there's no charm to still water it's not it's not it's it's gross and people should stop saying that so ours good okay um as we continue on with football is there i mean i think the answer to this one coach that just absolutely terrorizes us on the football side it's Bob Stoops. Again, we, 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 have, we have some good games uh, against him. You know, you, you have a handful of the wins. I mean, well, actually, I think it's only three. We only have three wins over Bob Stoops. We have three wins since over and, Bob Stoops since, like, 2000, since 99 when you started. Yeah, so you only got three of them. And then also the fashion of some of the beatdowns he put on us, some of the importance of the games that he put down on us. He has to be the number one boogeyman when it comes to – uh, college football coaches. Is there anyone else who's even like in that same realm? I guess if you're grading on a curve, Mark Mangina, because he's the only one who in our lifetime has had any sort of success for K-State football. Mark Mangino's a good shout. How about Art Bryles? Oh, I mean, fuck yeah. He fucking I, had us in his pocket for yeah. his entire tenure outside of the 2011 game, and he ruined our national title. Uh, yeah, no, Art Bryles. Yeah, because we only beat him and, once. He's an actual boogeyman. Yeah, he's I mean, oh. he's scum. He's he, a bad he, guy, and he, I mean, he pants us pretty much every time we played him. Yeah, no, I yes, I'm 100% on board with that one. So, uh, Mike Leach. Oh yeah, he fucking murdered us every single game, pretty much. I don't think it was every single game, but he, there were a couple of them that he sure. Put I on never us. ever felt good playing Tech when Mike Leach was the coach. Let's put it that way. No, I, I agree with you on that one. So, um, is there any other uh, uh, football nightmares that you want to exercise any demons on this day before Halloween? I'm sure there are, but I think that we could probably move into basketball. Yeah, so so let's do it. Let's talk a little bit of basketball. First, let's, let's start with some games. Um, the, the first 
uh, one that I want to talk about, and actually the first handful of them I want to talk about all are in that 2010 to 2011 season. So first off, like Dillard's and John Curry and whatever, uh, you know, issue that led to the Curtis Kelly, mm-hmm. Jacob Pullen suspension, they get nightmare status. But if you look at some of the games from that season. So all of a sudden, you are number six in the country. You bounce back from losing to Duke, whatever, that's fine. You end up only barely squeaking by Loyola in Chicago, future freaking nightmare fuel. You only win by eight when you're doing this Jacob Pullen hometown game for a senior year. But then you go to Florida, you only put up 44 points versus them in Sunrise. And then you turn around, and it's the UNLV game in the Sprint Center. And that actually, for all intents and purposes, an amazing atmosphere and all that type of stuff. I remember being in Power and Light and seeing Nick Hoke, the old sports uh, guy in Topeka. And he tells me, hey, just got an email, freaking Curtis Kelly and uh, Jacob Poland are suspended for this game. So I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And then you lose that game. And then you turn around and you lose to Colorado three fucking times, including one game uh, in Colorado where we hit a buzzer beater thinking we won the game <laughs> and it got called off. So those are my shouts from that game. I mean, and not, not to even mention, you know, losing to Wisconsin – and uh, just just a season that should have been so great, so many nightmares. Which year was this? This was 2011? 2010-2011, so our okay. freshman year. Yeah, getting absolutely railed by Duke in the Sprint Center was – Which, whatever, that was to be expected. Kyrie Irving was still playing. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who that player that Colorado had who just – destroyed us pretty much every game he was tall as shit he was a seven footer and he was really good um thinking, oh, yeah. uh, go ahead i mean the one that sticks out the most of that one is or that year has got to be wisconsin i mean jacob Pullen breaks the record drops 38 points curtis kelly plays really well and absolutely no contribution from the rest of the uh, underclassmen and I mean, yeah, I think about that one all the time, and it brings me to just Jacob Pullen crying in a in a towel, um, and it kills me. It kills me inside. I have a nightmare. A nightmare game that sticks out to me is, which is kind of weird, is 2007, 2008 Missouri on the road. Oh God, easily. Well, then, what about that same year? And again, you can talk about that one, but that same year versus Baylor, I believe, where him, where, where Beasley and Walker combined for like eighty right. points, yeah. And, yeah, and we still lose. They combined yeah. for how? What was the final score of that game? It was eighty-six, ninety-two. Yeah, they literally had like seventy-eight points. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, we fucking lost. Um I for some reason it's not showing me the I, I don't know. I, I remember just being so pissed off losing on the road to Missouri after we what did we start five and oh in the conference? Yep, and like five and oh we just beat KU and it's like shit. I mean we look good and we're ranked on the road and we were up like fifteen at half in Missouri and then we blow it and the rest is a wrap. It was yep. awful. It was. It was. Um, Another game year- from uh, the, the, the 2010 where we went to the Elite Eight. And this is like 
obviously there's multiple games that year. We lost to KU three times that year. But uh, the last game in the regular season, losing an overtime at home to fucking oh, Iowa State on not Big Fatty's Day. Yeah, not even when a there good was, Iowa State team. There was a shit Iowa State team in uh, Christofferson or whatever. I don't know if that was his name, but I'm that's his name in my mind. That white shooter for Iowa State who would not miss three-pointers. And we lost 85-82. Half the fucking stands were wearing green. I just remember being, like, livid losing that game. And I, it cost us I, – I was worried it was going to cost us, like, seeding. We ended up being okay with the two seeds. So, but that one really pissed me off. Yeah, no, and then also I believe that was the year where – uh, the phantom and one call basically iced the game for KU inside Bramlage. Yeah, on game day too. That was a honestly that was an elite game. Um, they just were better that year. I mean, shit, they won the title. So I can't really. It sucks to think about that one because that was like one of the craziest games I've ever been to. But they didn't win. The, they, they fucking lost to Northern Iowa. Oh, yeah, shit. I was thinking 07 and 08. I was confusing him. But, yeah, that was – they did wax us three times, though. Well, it wasn't wax. Right. I mean, they won by eight in the Big 12 championship game, and it went to double overtime – or to overtime, they won by two in Manhattan. They did wax us in Lawrence. They beat us by 17, but – And at uh, one point, late in the second half, we were only down by, like, two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that happens every time we go to Allen Fieldhouse, I feel like. Yeah, it's it's not great. It is it's definitely not great. So um, I'm trying to think of like you can just run down the laundry list of KU players who have terrorized us at different points. The Morris twins, Spee having his coming out party. Also the walk, Sharon Collins went off against. Uh, I mean, just a fucking laundry list. But man, I I keep thinking of that Baylor or that Butler game, Gordon Hayward and fucking dork ass motherfucker who's with the Celtics now. Just why, why did it just, why do we have to lose to these fucking mid-major darlings going to the final four? I just, I still get sick to my stomach. And then of course the number one nightmare game is the fucking Loyola Chicago game where we both were there. (laughs) You may or may not have been escorted out. Yeah, I, I was kicked out. I, again, I think enough time has passed. I, there's a physical altercation with a Loyola-Chicago frat row. So I was, like, in the second row, actually behind the Loyola bench. When I got the ticket, I didn't really know what was going on. But there was – it was the and one three-point shot. I was just mad. He dumped his Diet Coke on me. I turned around, pushed him, and – just and then he swung i swung there's I, I got escorted out and then i just went back to my hotel it was the worst probably the worst experience i've ever had at a stadium it was just pure nightmare fuel. that whole trip was honestly i mean outside of the game day there was like a four-hour window where i was like i'm having fun <laughs> but the build-up like i was so fucking hungover on the drive there because we had beaten Kentucky on Thursday and made a split set, like a last minute decision. It was like, we're going to find a way to get there. I drove to Dallas eight hours and then flew for free using like some dudes, uh, shout out to Garrett Heim, um, his like company miles or whatever. So we only had to drive eight hours, but like that entire drive, I was hung over out of my mind. And then, we flew out back to Dallas 6 a.m. 
Sunday the next day, and I was hungover out of my mind, standing in an hour line, hour long line in the uh, Atlanta uh, security line, and there was like nowhere near me where like I, I mean, I was living my life in like one second increments, just like trying not to throw up, and this enormous queue of like a hundred people finally get there get out of the i get out of security i sprint to the bathroom i puke and there's this guy shitting next to me and he's like get it out brother (laughs) you're doing great just get it out and then we fly home drive home and it was just like there was literally four hours when we went to salts or sweetwater oh yeah sweetwater brewery Brewery. yeah brewery that was fun the build-up was fun, drinking before the game, and then the entire game we just were getting our shit pushed in by Loyola. I mean, there really wasn't a time where I ever thought we were going to win the game. Yeah, well, at least once it started. I had yeah. convinced myself we were going to win it uh, in the build-up, but once it tipped off, it was just – and that's the worst one because, like, some of these other games, most of the games except for probably Baylor, when you talk about games that really uh, hurt, that cost you shots at – uh, possible national titles shots at accomplishing something most of them you at least have a uh, moments of oh shit like we could do this we, we could really do this um, that was huh. not the case that definitely was not the case I think what gives me the biggest the biggest nightmare fuel for me in basketball is probably Dean Wayne's metatarsal oh my it, it, <gasps> I mean, just I mean, when we think about it, we back-to-back years, we're without our best fucking player on the floor. And, like, the stress of honestly living through that was horrible, especially in 2018 when we're making, like, the Big 12 title push, and it's like, I don't know if we're going to ever have Dean Wade. It's touch and go. Some days he looks absolutely elite, and then other times it's like he's clearly hurting. Like, remember that Baylor game where he just, like, fucking was – Ham and was dunking all over Baylor. Well, then even Oklahoma, game. where he may or may Oklahoma. not have actually. Oh my god! Like yeah. that that reverse dunk. I mean, again, like he may or may not have that may or may not have been like the play that did him in. But it's yeah. just like you have those moments with a transcendent talent, and again, it comes down to if you want to go purely talent, he there's no one who came even close to him since Michael Beasley, and then the fact that you never get to see him well not never but you don't get to see him in his junior or senior year play in the ncaa tournament it just oh my gosh like i just i have this horrible feeling in my stomach just like talking about it now like ugh, i i i, I understand oh he did play against kentucky and that's splash true. a 10 footer from the baseline outside that's of that which without that we yes lose. That, that is true. So, but, but, again, you never get to see the yeah, real I mean, Dean Wade. You don't get to see our full potential either. I mean, we truly – I mean, if we had Dean Wade against Loyola, it could have been a different game, 100%. Oh, but, man. Now I'm like big it time sucks. depressed. It sucks. It's depressing. I want to ask you before we – probably, I mean, we're running out of fuel here. But do you have any actual nightmares? Recurring dreams that you yes, have. Yes, yes. Oh, what is your biggest recurring dream? Yep, and then also I'm going to have to, if anyone's listening to this, I'm going to have to stick uh, because we went this far without talking about manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair for 20% off all their great products, including, including the best boxer briefs in the world, the lawnmower 3.0, and the weed, weed whacker. whacker. Oh, yeah. I need need that. it, need it, need it. 
Uh, and then also bet online, uh, promo code armchair for your welcome bonuses. I'll have to do something at the front end of the show as well for them. But actual nightmares, I have a recurring dream where it is finals week and I wake up like the night before like finals and I realize that I've skipped an entire class and that I'm not going to graduate on time. So that is my, like, it, 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 like something happens. like that. It happens like once or twice a year and I just wake up and I'm like convinced that I like, I'm, I'm like legitimately convinced. I like when I wake up in the morning that I didn't actually graduate. I <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. Like that's how realistic. And the very first time I ever had this dream actually was during finals week. So I like woke up in a panic and had to like check my transcript and make sure that I like was actually going to graduate that week. So uh, that that is a very real one. What about you? I have a few. Um, the number one one is where I like my teeth are falling out, or I'll I'll be like looking in the mirror and my teeth are all chipped out. And then they just start fucking falling out. And that one is absolutely horrible. Um, another one I have is where I can't run for some reason. Like, there's something's going on. I need to get out of there. And I can't run. It's like I'm floating or I can't. So I've talked to other people about this too. And they have the same dream. And, like, this, the solution is to, like, in the dream to lean over and, like, push off the ground. Like you're, like, starting in a track stance. Oh and wow! Like everyone does that. Like the people I've talked to, like yeah, I do that too. So I want to know if people have had that dream. And then I have another one where it's like similar vein, where like somewhat you have to like shoot somebody or something, but you can't pull the trigger because it just won't fucking oh, pull. I've never had that dream. Um, uh, it's 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 a nightmare. Is it is it lucid dream? The ones where it's like you're awake and you like feel yourself awake and you can see around, but you can't actually move your body. That is sleep paralysis. Okay, so that I, would be a true nightmare because people do that and then they they see like fucking black shadow figures at the end of their bed. So I I've had that happen to me like once or twice or at least I think I might have happened and it is the scariest thing in the world. Also, just real quick before we wrap up, another scary thing what I didn't have it's K State related. Uh, losing to Oregon State in the Super Regionals with the chance to go to the College World Series that sucks. But yeah, so those are. My actual dreams, my K-State nightmares, all that type of stuff. Um, do you have anything else on this very spooky uh, day? Um, Tomorrow's Halloween. I still can't believe you have friends Friends that are getting married on Halloween. I know. It's, I'm worried. It's going to be a spooky wedding. COVID is looking a little sketchy right now. But uh, uh, not really. And other than that, we have a very spooky game tomorrow. And I hope that our boys are ready yep i agree with you uh that's all we have again this is it's it's a little haywire I, th I think it's fine every now and then i think this was fun exercising some demons let us know your biggest nightmares again we all know the big ones in football and basketball even though we kind of touch on them as well but what are some kind of off the beaten path nightmares that you have connected to k-state sports so that's all we have we love you guys be safe out there COVID's kicking back up be safe on halloween um, just be safe in general. I agree. Um, go Cats. Let's beat West Virginia. And folks, meet me at the Cats. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld a 
an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what it said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash Podcast Network.